How's everybody doing out there in northern Michigan and beyond? My name is Eric Dane Jacquois, and you are listening to Rep Your Set. Let's see, what's the, what's the date today? Today is Sunday, December 19th. And uh, if anybody paid attention to last week's, we, uh, we didn't have a show last week. And uh, it's because we wanted to change up the schedule. Uh, it works better uh, with my time with my daughter to be um, editing a podcast and not recording one the night of drop-off. So this is going to make our life easier, which is going to be great. Uh, the reason why we didn't air an episode last week, though, is because I got sick with covid and literally didn't have it in me to uh, record, which um, we're going to go into that a little more on the next episode of Rep Your Set with uh, Holly and myself. So yeah, this week though, uh, we talked to Pete Kehoe, a good friend of mine who started the podcast originally with me, but due to COVID and everything else, you know, things just kind of changed. And uh, I had him in to talk about Big Water Creative Arts, which is a nonprofit that he started with Michelle Chenard in uh, 2016. And they work with um, kids with special needs. They work with seniors. Um, they sponsor performances uh, for local music festivals, um, songwriting classes. They, they do a bunch of stuff, but I really wanted to know more about it. And so I had Pete over to talk about it. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Pete Kehoe. Warning, Rep Your Set may contain explicit content not suitable for kids. All content is intended for entertainment purposes only. Listener discretion is advised. And then just uh, having to shovel all of that fucking snow, man. Oh, dude. It was, I mean, it wasn't a ton, but it was just really heavy stuff. Wet ass snow, dude. Wet ass snow. Yeah. That was. Yeah. That was. Was. Um, Yeah. So it's been so long since we've done a podcast and we did the first one together. I know. Long time ago. God. Almost. It was exactly two years ago about. Like this month, I think. Yeah, we did the trailer in December. Yeah. Yeah. We did the trailer in December. And then, yeah, we started on the first of uh, the first of the year. Yep. Of 2020. Yep. And we got, I think, 11 episodes in before COVID. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> I know. It seems like a, a lifetime ago. It does. A lot has changed in the world. <laughs> it's uh, crazy. Yeah. Things are good though. Yeah. Things are good with you too. Yeah, things are going yeah, things are going pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I um Yeah, it was a rough couple years. It was. For I mean for me, I, I know for me, I know for everybody. Everybody yeah. went through their own things and Yeah, I'm finally at a place where I can I feel like I'm out of survival mode, you know. Yeah. Kind of in my creative mode again and that's where we were i mean we were we were doing a lot of cool shit right yeah. right before every, everything happened and and so it feels good to kind of kind of get back into that men- mentality of 
you know, just trying to make cool shit. Yeah. Yeah. And well, what have you been doing? I mean, uh, I, I wanted you to come on to talk about, um, big water creative arts <clears throat> because I, I, I see that you're doing a lot with that right now. And, and it, it, I mean, it looks like you're doing a lot of good for, for some, for some kids. So, well, we're trying, you know, it's, uh, and again, the whole pandemic thing, just, you know, we were just getting uh, just like the podcast, just getting some momentum going, you know, and uh, we had a bunch of stuff going on in various schools. We were doing stuff at Independence Village, you know, with uh, the seniors over there um, and it just, you know, collapsed. And then all of a sudden everything is online. You're doing Zoom meetings and for music, it sucks. It's terrible. You yeah, know? I don't know how that could even be fun <laughs> it was weird man how is timing work with with zoom it, it, i mean it doesn't oh my god it was a nightmare like i remember last year christmas we uh one of the classes i was working with it was a special ed class in gaylord we tried to do a zoom and everybody was at home then you know i mean there was no in school anything right. and we tried to do uh, like a video Christmas card for all the parents, you know, and all of us singing along with me playing guitar. And it, the, the, all the delays were so different from everybody's, you know, feed, depending on what kind of Internet connection they had. And it was just a mess. Oh, no. You know, but it's been really cool, you know, the last since like October or September, you know, when schools got back in and um, being back in the classroom, you know, uh, has been a huge you know, I think it's been so good for the kids and good for me too. Just, you know, sanity wise. I mean, you had that connection, you know, like sitting in a room with somebody as opposed to like, you know, when we trade tracks or whatever, you know, it's not right. the same as like sitting in the same room with the dude, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't want to do the podcast for, for so long because I didn't want to do it via Skype or Zoom or over the phone. And yeah. I wanted to be able to sit with people and, and talk and. So, yeah, I mean, there's nothing like being face to face. Yeah. Yeah. So so we've been doing uh, we have uh, there's two special ed classes that I'm working with, one in Gaylord and one in Sheboygan. And I'm doing that twice a week, two days a week. And then uh, we have a really cool program that I don't know if Chris mentioned it when he was on the podcast last week. But uh, no, I don't think he did. Um, he's teaching a rock band like rock camp. Uh, to these kids in Pelston, and none of them have ever played anything on a musical instrument before. And that's wild. We brought a bass, and we got a couple of guitars, and a drum set, and you know, barebones PA for you know the singer to sing through. And we got about seven kids, and they like I was telling you earlier, you know, the third class, Chris had them playing Seven Nation Army, and like respectably, I mean, like you know, the kid singing was great. The bass player was great, locked in with the drummer, and like, I mean, I was so amazed when I saw the video, you know? I think I did see that video, actually, yeah. I saw it on, on Facebook. Yeah. So, we've been doing that, and um, we're also working with, uh, there's a group in Good Heart, um, they're, they're uh, a nonprofit called the Good Heart Artist Residency, and what they've been doing, I think they've been going for like eight years. Big Water's been going for five and a half years, and... Uh, uh, anyway, they bring in artists of all kinds. They bring in like sculptors, they bring in painters, they bring in choreographers, they bring in, you know, all kinds of people from the art world. And they just started doing uh, composers and also singer songwriters. And nice. they have this little uh, cabin in Goodhart, you know, like, 
you know, I mean, it's like, um, a, like a retreat kind of. Exactly. Nice. <clears throat> and they come, uh, they spend two weeks and it's, you know, they provide them with all their food and supplies and stuff like that and transportation. And what they do is basically they have two weeks to make a work of some sort, you know, like a, a song or like a suite of music or whatever. And then they, uh, at the end of the, the residency, they perform it. And um, they've been doing the performances at Crooked Tree. Wow. Yeah. How, how, so how long do they get to stay in the... Uh, t- two weeks, solid. Two weeks. Yeah. Wow. And... Um, people from wait, where, where are the people from? All over. All over. Oh wow! The the last two, there was a lady from. Uh, she was Argentine, Argentinian. Nice. Her name was uh, Jacinta Cluseas, and she was great. Uh, like she's an amazing guitar player. Like altered tunings. Like okay, I'm musician speak here. Just like right. brilliant acoustic guitar pieces, and just a great kind of a classical classically trained version of Joni Mitchell, you know, with all of these crazy tunings and stuff. And, uh, and then the, the lady who's there right now is from Brooklyn and she's, uh, like a singer songwriter and she's working with, well, she was supposed to today work with the kids in Pelston and we had a snow day. And so now we're trying to re- oh. <laughs> reschedule cause she's leaving on Sunday. She was here for the first week to come up with some stuff and then she was going to throw it at the kids and they were going to help, uh, you know, co-write kind of thing. So, and, and, and that, that, that person, you, did you, wait, is this through Big Water? It, Big Water is partnering with these. Partnering. Okay. Okay. With, with the good hard artist people. And basically, you know, like I providing, I'm providing like a keyboard and a little amp, you know, in the, in the cottage, you know, for their, their, uh, retreat. And, um, and we hooked them up with the Pelston school kids, you know, to like, you know, become part of the program. And so she's going to compose something and, uh, include the kids in the composition and also in the performance. And she's coming back in May, and th- they're going to do a performance of the piece uh, at uh, Crooked Tree. So that is so cool. Yeah, I um, I saw an artist uh, house in Charlevoix. Have you seen this house that's like right off of the main drag on the right? I've heard of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is that? Do you, Do you know if the, who that's connected to, or have you heard uh, of that? Or I do know, and I can't remember the name of the. Uh, the nonprofit. Oh, geez. I, I'm spacing out. Can't remember. Oh, no, that's cool. That's such a cool like, <clears throat> like concept and idea to be able to, you know. So, so the, obviously, like the Good Heart Association or what? What do they call the f- Good Heart Artist Residency? Okay. So they just they they pick somebody that they admire or, or they have they solicit like applications from people oh, all, okay. all over the world wow and cool. they've had people from all over the world like fly into Pelson airport and dude that is that's pretty awesome they pick them up off the plane these are people who have never been to northern michigan before and wow. like and then they're gonna live in like good heart right right yeah you know like this chick uh, from uh, i shouldn't say chick that's terrible uh, uh from brooklyn <laughs> i think they'll this you. lady from brooklyn uh you know she's she's hey, a new yorker you <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> you just replaced it with another brooklyn hey lady hey lady i'm walking here oh seriously so she oh. she's like in winter wonderland after the last couple of days and right. i bet she's just totally digging it and i can't wait to hear what she comes up with you know man yeah that'd be cool to to get put up in a in a place and just record an album all know, expenses for, paid for two weeks in the middle of nowhere snowed in oh yeah can you imagine that's that's the dream yeah 
So, so they're doing, we're, we're working with them on that. And that's a new thing this year. And then, uh, we also have worked with people at the Bergman center in Charlevoix, which is an adult, uh, it's an education center for adult, uh, disabled adults, like a cognitive, you know, impairment yep. kind of thing. And they have people from way low on the spectrum to really high functioning people. And they have, uh, like training programs to get these people out into the workforce. And like, you know, it's kind of like a, I don't want to say halfway house. It's a transitional place, basically. Mm. Uh, And um, we just started working with them, doing uh, some music classes with them. And we had done a songwriters program with them about four years ago, actually. I feel like, yeah, I I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so was Michelle a part of that? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I do do remember. Yeah, she's the co-founder. You guys are always doing song, like songwriter workshops and stuff like that, I I feel like. Well, Big Water started out being the Mackinac Island Songwriters Workshop, and we started doing that like seven years ago, maybe, or eight years ago. And basically, we kind of lost our ass financially on it. Uh, after about three years, we were like, eh, maybe we should try something else. You so, know? I mean, yeah, you were, were you guys paying out of pocket for, for most of the stuff or what? We had a fee that covered barely everything. And that was, we would bring up uh, songwriter friends from downstate, from Grand Rapids and from Detroit. And um, uh, also people that were like involved in production studio, you know, it wasn't just about songwriting, but that was the, the core of it. But we would bring people in that were social media experts as far as promoting your stuff and, and production people to like, you know, how do I record my song and, you know, and a rangers and stuff like that so it was a little you know pieces bits and pieces of all the stuff that goes into being a songwriter you know nice. so anyway we didn't make any money and we decided we should do something that does some good you know not that yeah. that wasn't doing some good and it was successful as far as how you know the people with the number of people that we had and uh everybody got something out of it and so we just shifted gears and we decided to be a nonprofit, and primarily because we wanted to work with school kids and people that were kind of on the fringe that weren't didn't have access to music you know right schools like pelston they haven't had a music program in their schools for seven years None. So, like, not even like a standard like band. No, their class? band program went away seven years ago. Man, that's. They decided they didn't have the money for the the to, for the band director and you know all the, the expense for the instruments and you know all of that stuff, and so Man, we're just that's... trying to find those kind of people that need music and you know seniors too and you know these special ed kids man they don't get any kind of arts unless Mm. somebody brings it into the school you know from outside damn yeah i know it sucks that's crazy so so how many other places in northern michigan do you think don't have like um just even standard band any anymore well i we we have worked with uh uh let's see mackinac island schools sheboygan gaylord um, and this is, uh, this is, we've done a bunch of different programs, but as far as how many schools don't have music in them, a lot, a lot of the poor schools, you know, like Pelston or, you know, um, Alanson, I think has uh, a band program, but it's pretty small and, you know, there's, uh, there's just not a lot of opportunities and especially like the rock band thing. There's no opportunities for kids to do that. You know, Crooked Tree was doing a rock band program for a while, and they lost some funding. And the guy who was running that program, Kevin Williamson, um, you know, they basically, you know, ran out of money. And they said, sorry, we can't continue doing our music programs with you anymore. So, Damn. Uh, yeah. So, you know, there's just... Uh, 
what what got us all through this whole fucking pandemic dude it's art right it's yeah music movies reading <laughs> it's the arts got us everybody through you know and, and it took the biggest hit it took i mean the- i mean it was one of the things that 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 took a huge hit especially for for artists that like that was their career and now there's nowhere to play there's nowhere yeah and i don't know how i mean i have the day job you know, as, as working as a cook. And when I had to file for unemployment for that, which I had never done before, um, I tried to do it for the music and they were like, Nope, you, you're doing it for, yeah. for, for your day job. And, and I don't know, that was hard enough, but I had like all of the paperwork good to go, you know, cause I got a, you know, a job where other people take care of that. And, and that's, and that's nice for all that. But you know, um, I don't know. I just, I feel like that, artists uh, singers performers people that like went to school to play music they like god that they had to be a hard hit during oh yeah during other i mean ever like everybody took a hard hit though so you know. i got friends in like detroit uh my friend mark who's a f- unbelievable saxophone player and plays with like the a triple a list like corporate bands and stuff in the metro detroit area all of the business went away. Like in the last two years, he's maybe had eight gigs in Detroit and he's had to go to like Cleveland, Chicago, you know, Indianapolis. I mean, he's had to like, whereas before it was like Metro Detroit, you know, and he was teaching at U of M and he was teaching in privately in music schools and stuff like that. All of that went away. You know, I mean, all of his income went away, you know, and a lot of people that happened and people in the touring and concert business, you know, right, produ- right. production people like Johnny Walker, you know, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and Randy Erno and all of those people that that's their livelihood 365 days a year, you know, gone for like a year and a half, you yeah. know, and it's just starting to come back, you know? Yeah. So to, um, you know, and I, I was thinking about, more locally uh, of how, how you were saying a lot of, a lot of the schools don't have music because of budgets and, and whatnot. Like if you had to say to a board member of a school or, or, or a committee, you know, like if they were like, well, it's not that important. It's music. Like what, what do you think that these kids are benefiting from when there is a music program, you know what I mean? Like, do you think, um, someone could make a valid point that it doesn't matter, like that it's not important? Absolutely not. There's it. That's bullshit. Nobody could prove. I mean, there's so much proof to the opposite for that. As far as music, I mean, there's it, it, there's a physical aspect of music, you know, uh, you know, uh, motor skills and coordination. There is a mathematical component of music. There is obviously the creative part of music too, but there's also so many studies that show, especially in younger kids, that music and music education helps facilitate, you know, cognitive development in brains. I mean, like your brain, how your brain gets wired when you're a little kid. Uh, Music is an unbelievable accelerator of that. And there's tons of evidence, like, I mean, scientific evidence as far as like kids who have music and kids who don't, you know, kids who have music from the age of like, you know, five years old, like through 12. And compared to somebody who doesn't, it's just light years they they're 
excelling in all academics, not just math, but I mean like everything, writing, reading, you know, uh, sciences, all of it, you know. And to have it at a young age is, you know, is important. Absolutely. It has to be for for when you're developing. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I guess I kind of took band for granted when I was was in middle school and, and high school. Um, you know, but it wasn't, su- it wasn't fun, man. It really wasn't that fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it had to not be fun. You had to learn how to read music and sight read and all that. And that, you know, obviously isn't, you know, the most creative part of it, but right. you know, once you have those fundamentals, you can become creative. And I was lucky enough to at least learn how to be able to sight read, uh, playing the alto saxophone. I could do that, but I couldn't play the saxophone like Will Love. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, I was in marching band for a little bit and I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is killing me. But, um, but yeah, though, those times though, of, of, of playing and, and going out and, and having to play like in the marching band and, and like sitting around with all your friends, like in the band room and like, Hey, let's, you know, the teacher's not in yet. Let's, let's jam. Let's play something. Those little moments. Like if I wouldn't have had those moments, you know, yeah. I might not be playing music. And I think you un- unconsciously, you carry, the knowledge and the experiences that you have in band, even though it's pretty much rote memorization. I mean, you're just, you're learning how to read a language basically, and you're spitting it back out. You're not really being that creative until you learn, you know, like dynamics and, uh, you know, things like that. But you carry all of that stuff forward. And I think part of the reason that what we're doing is so important is because it is fun. That is the key. And, I, the special ed teachers that I work with, they're all about, you know, they're like, we don't really care what you do as long as these kids are all included in what you do and that they're having fun. Yeah. And that's my last question to the kids every day. Do you guys have fun? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's like. That's got to be the best feeling. It's right? the best. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it, I, I get as much, if not more out of that whole experience than those kids do, you know. And the impact that it makes on on them lifelong, you know. Well, and you probably have more fun doing that than some of the local gigs if no one's there <laughs> and no one really wants to, you know, like no one wants to go out and have a good time. They're just there to eat or something. If it's that kind of gig, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's got to be a way better feeling like walking away going, hey, like I made a room full of kids like feel good feel good about themselves and yeah have some because you know, who knows what's going on in their life at home and like maybe this is that little time where they get to you know do something creative and and that feeling when you when you when you make something or when you you're like oh my god I did it and it's like creative and you know it's like painting images in your head with 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 music and there's nothing like that I, I think and yeah it's awesome so so when it comes to funding, how do you make all of this happen with all of these different places? I mean, that's got to be a big part of it. Yeah, it is. And that's the part I hate the most <laughs> is the money part of it. You know, uh, right. we've got uh, we have a fair amount of uh, private donors that, um, you know, people who, 
you know, have some money and they believe in what we're doing, you know, that'll throw, you know, like that, uh, Sean Miller, shout out to Sean, uh, for the, the newspaper article he did for us like a month ago, I think it was, uh, front page. We had like a third of the, of the front page and a big picture and we got like people that we never heard of gave us like we had got two grand or twenty five hundred dollars in donations in like two weeks from that article alone so what you can twenty five hundred dollars get for your program that you're you're doing with big water well basically we we pay all the teachers <clears throat> and uh we pay them for mileage and we pay them for their time teaching you know it's you know and nobody's getting rich off of it, but you yeah. know, it's, they get paid for their time and it's worth their while to do it. But, um, you know, things like, uh, uh, notebooks, you know, for songwriting classes, you know, um, ukuleles, uh, we had to buy some ukuleles. Um, we just got, uh, for that rock band program, we had a huge donation from some donors down in uh, the Detroit area that they donated like four guitars, uh, like a Moog synthesizer oh, and like wow. another keyboard and like, uh, do you, you ever know. get some really cool stuff that you're like, ah, I kind of want to take. This. Oh, hell yeah. That Moog <laughs> synthesizer. I want to take that. I want that to be in my basement. That's awesome. But it can all, you know, that all, you know, if, if people don't give money they're they've been giving us, you know, equipment. So, so that know? is an option. You, you can <clears throat> donate equipment. Absolutely. Think of all the gear sitting around in people's houses that, aren't being used but we're all hoarders you know yeah. what oh, I mean oh boy there's a lot of those us musicians hoarding every instrument we have like we just had that talk with yeah. Holly <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't tell them to keep everything yeah uh, well my, my daughter is like that too she, you know she's super artsy now and, and creative she hasn't she hasn't been on an iPad here since the end of summer oh that's awesome yeah and she hasn't asked one time awesome yeah, and I'm super thrilled about that because during the pandemic, that was, you know, I know we were all on our devices so much of the, you know, not, I mean, not all the time, but, you know, enough to where young minds, they, they can't be on their fucking tablets no. and devices. It's, it's not good for them. I feel like it's poisoning the youth. <laughs> and it is. And, um, so she's so artsy and creative now that every like box we have, she's like, we can use this for a dollhouse bed yeah. for the bed for the dollhouse. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And she'll be like, no, cause like, look at this part and then we'll, we'll take this off and we'll paint this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We can save that box. Like she asked for Christmas. She was like, dad, you know what I want for Christmas? And I was like, what do you want, honey? She hasn't given me a Christmas list. A pony. <laughs> no, no. She was like, I want a bunch of boxes so we can build um, a, a, a fort awesome. in the living room. And I was like, you got it. That's it? Like, that's what you want for Christmas? Hell yeah. I'm like, I'll get some boxes from Pearson's. My son did the same thing. He uh, he limits his daughter's time. How old is Ella? She's seven. Okay. Uh Bella is Ella and Bella. Ella and Bella. Uh, nine, just turned nine. And um, they did the same thing with the boxes. Like he made her, uh, it was quite the construction too. He made her a spaceship. Oh, nice. And and again, that just unleashes her imagination as yeah. far as like, you know, 
I mean, any household item can become something magical if you teach a kid to think that way. Yeah. You know, and I just love seeing that, you know, and he limits her her time on devices very strictly. He's a stricter parent than I was, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to tell him to let up, you know, a little bit. But as far as the devices go, he's spot on, you know. That's good. Yeah. So that's cool to see. Yeah. I don't even know how we got on that other than... Oh, just, um, you know, create, you know, um, <clears throat> creativity for kids is pretty important. And, and yeah, I mean, think so, so if anybody wanted to reach out and, and donate to the cause, how, how could they get involved? Well, definitely. Uh, and we're looking for teachers too. We need, uh, <clears throat> uh, Chris has been great. Um, oh, I didn't even tell you. Well, I was going to ADD boy. Thanks for that French press coffee. You got me rearing now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris is doing a, a rock band program up in Pelston and you know, um, uh, he's been doing a great job, but we're so short on teachers right now. He's, we just picked him up like this fall. Oh, okay. And it was so random because he lives around the corner from where Michelle's house is that she has in town, you know, like, and she ran into him walking with his kids and his wife, you know, and, uh, and just started talking, didn't know who he was, just out of the blue, like, oh, oh really? Didn't they, sort, just total chance happening. Oh, wow. Really cool. So, Those things are always meant to be. Yeah. I love that stuff. So it, you can go to bigwatercreativearts.org and um, we're on Facebook and Instagram and uh, and the website. The website, if you want to donate monetarily, um, there's literally a donate button at the top of every page on the website. So nice. super easy to do. Um, and you can do it anonymously if you want. And we have people that do that. Um, and uh, or, uh, you know, equipment, um, you know, we just just got a PA system. Uh, yeah, how, how do people actually is that something they have to they have to bring it up right bring it to you yeah or, or we, i'll pick it up yeah. you know depending you know, like, on how far it is yeah exactly like the stuff from detroit i mean michelle splits her time between detroit and up here so right right so she brought up it was like a couple of carloads of stuff but you know so what are you guys in need of the most right now teachers teachers so back to the your money thing um basically we use the money to buy materials to buy instruments uh we only have a half a dozen ukuleles right now and we really to do like a full class we need a dozen we you know so six ukuleles they're about 150 bucks a piece so that's like a thousand bucks you know yeah wow so uh that and um uh uh what else man basically just to pay for um the programs, you know, with the teachers and uh, and their mileage and stuff, because you know I'm driving to Sheboygan and uh, Gaylord two times a week. You know, I yeah. do, do like 135 miles each day in the winter too. You know, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with a day with a day like today. Yeah, yeah, pretty I, snowy out, pretty yeah. bad roads. I'm hoping it's not bad tomorrow because I'm supposed uh, tomorrow is one of my two days a week that I do that trip. So, but I uh, just uh, basically. It, it will help us expand our programming too, because since that article that Sean put in the paper, we've had other schools um, ask us about doing a rock band program for them. Oh, cool! And also, um, <clears throat> there's an organization out of Detroit uh, that is um, called it's a statewide. Uh, disabled arts organization called Michigan Arts Access, and they do programs for uh, kids with disabilities, and they have adult programs as well. Um, and they were funded up until the last few years uh, by the Kennedy Center. 
and oh, it, wow. and they had some pretty major funding for like a long time and that kind of went away um a lot of things have gone away over the last few years um which really they should have gone in the opposite direction people should have doubled down on arts on art stuff you know yeah so uh they have a bunch of classrooms uh i just talked to the guy this last week the executive director of that organization and <clears throat> i met him at a conference a few years ago and we got along really well we knew a bunch of the same people in detroit blah 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 and um uh, they have like six school programs that they don't have any teachers either. They're having a hard time finding teachers as well. So they want us to split some of those, like take three, three or four of those. And I was like, yeah, we'd love to. And we'd love to help pay for them as well. We got to wait and see, you know, year end, see how much money we got in the bank and, and also finding the teachers, you know? So, so, um, do you have any like big fundraisers coming up for this at all or? <sighs> That's the other thing that COVID put the kibosh to, man, and it sucked so bad. The the last fundraiser we had was June of 19, and we made, and uh, Boyne, uh, actually the Country Club of Boyne was the host, and Boyne rolled out the red carpet for us. They treated us really well, and we ended up making 10 grand that night. Holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah. But that was back in 2019, right? Exactly. And we haven't had any. We've had just uh, smaller stuff from various community foundations and stuff. The Petoskey Harbor Foundation, uh, the Christchild Foundation. um, Who else now? Um, Oh, I'm spacing out again. I should have brought a list with me. Uh, So we've had smaller donations instead of like a big fundraiser, but we're planning on doing one this summer. And I think we're going to do it out at the Boyne Valley Vineyards. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. The lady out there uh, that we, you know, Michelle and I both play out there. You guys should be playing out there, too. Yeah, I've, uh, I drive by it all the time. It's I, a sweet spot, and the people are really nice. Cool. And it's always a good crowd. Um, they're going to, uh, they're actually, they kind of have uh, a little natural kind of amphitheater. They have the, the barn is uh, where the tasting room and everything is, is up on a hill a little bit. And then they have like a hill that goes down and a big lawn and they're putting a stage down at the bottom of that. Oh, cool. And they're going to do like outdoor, I think they're planning on doing some like ticketed events as well, you know, but ours would be like a ticketed event. Right. Uh, and, uh, so we don't have a, date carved in stone yet for that but we're thinking uh like right before the fourth of july like the, the end of june kind of thing so yeah so we're hoping so for would that. you have a bunch of bands or yeah local uh uh singer songwriters we're going to try to get some of our kids from various programs that we have going oh, yeah. on uh yeah. to perform with us do, does the does the the band that chris is teaching do, do they have a name they don't yet i don't think oh okay that's that, a good question. I'm going to ask him to come up with and ask him to tell the kids they got to come up with the name. That'll be cool. Yeah. Nice. So we've done that before, though. We uh, we used to do a thing at Crooked Tree, again, pre-pandemic. Uh, we call it the September Song Fest. And Michelle was working with the Montessori students here in town because they didn't have a music program at, at the Montessori school in Petoskey. And so her, her daughter at the time was going to school there. And so she volunteered and they had a music program for several years. And we... Uh, included them they would write a song with michelle or they actually wrote several and they would come in and we would have some singer songwriter friends you know like three or four people do like a songwriter in the round kind of thing and do the round robin with their own songs and then we would have the kids come up with michelle and do their own little section of the show that's cool so yeah that was very cool it's gotta be i don't know it seems like i mean I, i i've taught a little bit of guitar and bass but man, it was nerve wracking. 
it was really uh, yeah hard to to come up with you know for for the kid that I was teaching um, he um, was high functioning autistic okay and and I I wasn't aware of that <clears throat> when I started teaching him oh no one told me that wow yeah and I thought that was really weird that and is I, and I. And I had to, I had to figure it out uh, from somebody who, who just like, told like uh, they knew who the kid was, and um, they're like, oh yeah, like how is it going, you know, with that? And I'm like, ah, he's, he's a little odd, you know, he's he's hard to talk to, like in per, you know, I, I feel like he doesn't really want to to do this, like because he won't look, he doesn't look at me, right, right. And they're like, oh no, he's no, he's he's high functioning, um. And I'm like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Why didn't they tell me? What the hell? So I could go into it knowing that. Different approach completely if you know that. Yeah. And I, yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm glad I, (laughs) it was, it was hard. I mean, it was really hard because I mean, I did several months, like once a week like that. Until you found out. Until I found out, um, I don't even remember how or who and, and someone like, oh yeah, I know their brother. I'm like, oh yeah, he's yeah, and they and they and they told me, and I'm like, oh my god, I and I totally came at it with a different approach, and understood why he wouldn't look at me. Yeah, he wouldn't look at the guitar sometimes. <clears throat> I'd be like, no, you gotta look at the neck when you know, move your hand down, and he would just like look at the ground and move his hand, you know, and that makes a big difference. And so, yeah. Um, after that, I was like, man, I, I don't know if I can teach anyone I was just like I don't know if I'm cut out for this man I I I felt like uh you know I was a horrible I felt like I was a horrible teacher though you know there there were I mean we were just learning you know he's like I want to learn a Rolling Stone song and I'm like oh okay cool you know like uh or I would I was like he's like I want to learn a bass line I'm like well what do you want to learn he's like I don't know I'm like Here's the song Cake. I will survive. It's got one of the greatest bass lines ever, and it's the first one I learned. Here we go, man. This is octaves. <laughs> Here's the chord structure, and we just do this same pattern, and we just move it to the, you know, to each chord, you know, and it's yep. and and by the end of it, I, I felt good teaching him after knowing how how to teach him. You know, I didn't know how to teach him. Um, I still see him every now and then, like maybe once a year out at the grocery store or something. And he's like, Hey, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's teaching. Isn't for everybody. I don't think. No, it's not. You really gotta, you really gotta care about people when you, You when you do that and you gotta really want to be a selfless, thankless, you know, servant of, of, of mankind of, of people. Um, you know, and, and you're, um, a caring guy and you have the knowledge of, of music and you can share that with, with so many people who can then grow up. And even if they don't do it, maybe, maybe they're just like, man, I remember that. I remember that guy. I remember that guy when I was a kid and man, my life really was hard at that time. But like, I loved that class. Yeah. I love that guy. You know, even if you have that, and like that's that's a pretty fucking cool thing. It is, and sometimes you you don't get that, you know. Sometimes you don't get an immediate feedback, um, almost never, except for like 
you know, the special ed classes, I mean, instant feedback as far as their enjoyment and like, you know, yeah. the other day I got, I've been working with them on just counting one, two, three, four, and they all have percussion instruments and, you know, it might be some jingles or it might be a little tambourine or whatever, you know, or woodblock, but I got them all, not all, a lot of them right. <laughs> playing together on the same beat while I was doing like, uh, I forget, forget. Oh, it was uh, the Todd Rundgren, I Want to Bang on the Drum All Day. Nice. <laughs> Super simple song, and it's happy, and it talks about, you know, banging on your desk and the teacher, you know, not liking it, it but it was so great that she couldn't help but dance kind of thing, and they all just love that song. And so you get that immediate feedback from some of the stuff that you do, but, you know, the long-range impact is, is there, you know? Um, yeah. You know. And to your point about, you know, uh, like the kid you were working with, I had a heads up on all these kids. I knew, I knew that they were all, uh, you know, had disabilities of one, sh one form or another, you know, um, you know, there was one kid in the class, uh, last year that, um, in the Gaylord class that, um, would have seizures if there was bright light in the class. And so oh, he had no. to wear, he had to wear, uh, he would have like, you know, grand malls. And so he would put on sunglasses during class and he was into he was into hip hop and oh, he loved cool. to freestyle and so like a lot of the stuff that we did wasn't along those lines but I always gave him the chance to like hey yeah. James you know uh, why don't you bust it out bust out a free, some freestyling for us you that's know? awesome and he would you know just kind of and you'd see him get the groove going in his head and then I would match the groove and he would just start going and you know and all the teachers told me, they would go, okay, Johnny, you know, is, you know, high-functioning autistic. Um, he's OCD and, you know, sometimes has problems with this or that. You know, this kid has seizures. This kid So is, you can work around all these things, right? If you know. Yeah, if you know. <laughs> and so I knew. Yeah. I, these teachers knew their kids really well. So I have that advantage, you know. So do you, so I've always thought and said but you can't teach rhythm. You're right. Is that something that you've you've seen? Swear to God, and you know what? Both of the teachers that I'm working with right now, the Gaylord and the and the Sheboygan lady, she's uh, the one. The one girl is so into music. She was in the high school choir actually, and they booted her because she couldn't keep time, and she would mess up the rest of her section around her when they were trying to sing. She would come in <laughs> early or late. Or whatever. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, That's the I, worst. Felt, I felt so terrible for the girl because she was obviously she loves music and she just you know physically she rocks out you know in her seat when whenever we're doing anything. But she cannot keep time, bro. Not at all. So how do you work around that? You just take the ones that can do and you go with them and everybody else as long as they're trying, it's okay. Yeah. You know, and you got to block it out. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know somebody's playing at 120 beats a minute in the back of the room but you're doing like 75 you know i mean it just you just got to go with the flow you know? yeah yeah that makes sense but i can get for the most part i can get probably at least half of the class playing together you know and some of those kids have a really good innate rhythmic sense like spot on there's a girl in the front row of the sheboygan class that is she could play a drum set, I'm sure. Give her like six months and she could play a drum set really well. 
you know how she, she how, can't sing though to save her life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how old are the kids that chris is working with uh they're high school age and i okay. think they're between like 13 and 17 basically or 14 and 17 that's kind of what i thought so and then who what are the what is the age of some of the kids that um that you're teaching uh they start um in different states have different like limits to the age as far as a special ed program within a public school goes. In Michigan, the top age is 25. So some of the kids are in their 20s. Oh, know? wow. Um, okay. Like legal to drink. You know, one of the kids had a 21st birthday uh, a couple of weeks ago and told me that she had a wine cooler, but she wasn't going to have more than one because she didn't want to get drunk. Right. You know, and, and be, and be, I forget what she said, be dumb or something like that, you know, but, yeah. um, but it's basically about 13 or so to 25. So, wow. yeah. And all over the board, and there's some really bad physical, you know, there's one girl in the class that's uh, in a wheelchair and to get, you know, her to be able to play an instrument we have to put something like tape it to her hands or wrap some bells like some jingle bells in mm -hmm. her hand that she's not because she can't really hold anything and she's you know uh no speech capabilities or very limited speech capabilities wow so you really got to get creative you with, do with how you're teaching and and, and what they're allowed to do or capable of doing what they're capable of doing and yeah. and like one of the one of the things we do at the beginning of class we do body warm-ups and so we like i have i say everybody that can stand up you know and you know not everybody can but uh, uh let's you know shake the leg out you know loosen this and do this one and like you know shake your hands and like <laughs> you know crack your neck and do the you know all of these things and then we do vocal warm-ups and you know and not all the kids are capable of doing you know anything but as long as they feel like they're part of it that's the biggest thing yeah you know you can't be critical and i'm probably the most critical person you'll ever meet eric i know <laughs> as far as music goes you know no, for sure you are yeah i mean i i mean in a good way but it's yeah. just you realize that hey you're never going to get beyond a certain point with some of these kids but you do see progress over the you know and if at the end of the class you're like did you have fun and they all say yeah then it's like that's all, all that matters right. that's a, that's We're a win go. that's a win you know Man, I feel like I've learned so much um, about um, about what you're doing with with <laughs> with uh, uh, Big Water, and man, it, I think I think uh, hopefully we can figure out some ways to to get you guys some more funding and 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 figure out all the places that need to you know have have you you guys there, yeah, and and really expand it. Is there, do you know if there's another type of organization doing directly like school stuff uh, the, in the, Northern Michigan or in Northern Michigan? No. Um, there are a lot of teachers. Uh, one of the conferences I went to that was through the Michigan arts access people. They have a, an annual thing down at Higgins Lake in uh, August. And uh, I met teachers from like the UP, like Houghton Hancock and Marquette and uh, other teachers that they're in schools that have more funding, better funding for, especially with regard to kids that have disabilities. And um, so they, they, they operate through the school system, but there's no, but they're still part of this organization in Detroit, and they do other programs for schools like little schools. They, you know, mm. uh, in the UP, UP especially in Northern Michigan in general. And there's just a lot of smaller communities that are really poor and just don't have the money in their school budget. You know, so. And even in some of the 
the schools that, that, that do have like band and, and jazz band and marching band. It's not for every kid. You know, I, I was one of those kids that was sneaking off with my bass into the to, to the music room during lunch to like, OK, guys, come on, get, get your guitars out and let's like jam. Like I would get in trouble for wanting to play bass or guitar during lunch. We would bring our guitars ah. and we'd always be like, can we play during lunch, please? Like, well, you have to eat lunch. Like, yeah, we'll eat it really fast and then we'll go into the rooms and they would let us do it sometimes. But like. Once we started doing it and getting accustomed to it, we just thought like, oh, well, we can just go do that. Like that's because this is what we do now. We eat lunch super quick. We go and we play in the, I mean, we would bring them, we would have to bring them on the bus, put them in the office, ask whenever we, we would go do it. But after a while, we're like, well, okay, well, we're doing this because this is what we've been doing. So we'd go into the office, grab our stuff and go into the classroom. But if you didn't ask... You'd get in trouble. And they literally took that little privilege away from us. That joy away. Yeah, because we didn't, because there was no one in the office at that moment. And we just, oh, just grab it, whatever. It's right here. This is my base that I bought with my money that I earned on the weekends, like right. as a dishwasher. Like, so let's go play music. And they were, you know, they were supportive of that in East Jordan school. But then it's like, they also weren't, you know. They, they kind of like to to be like no no you're not gonna do that today and be like why 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 the hell not you let I, me do it every other day and now I can't do it squashing anything for a kid taking you know taking the joy away from something that is beneficial in damn near every way I mean I can't think of a fucking thing that is wrong with playing music you know okay maybe some lyrical content of some hip hop well yeah you know or whatever but other than that the music itself you know another big problem we face is at schools some schools just won't like they don't care they don't care they don't care if their kids have music or not now Pelston is one of those places that the superintendent he's new in the last like three years the lady beforehand didn't give a shit about the arts not one shit and she didn't care about theater she didn't care about music she didn't care about art and this guy and I forget his name his name's Brian I can't remember his last name was all about getting the arts back into the into the uh, schools and the high school principal uh, his name is Enos Bacon and he is I know him. He's he, a sh- he, he he's went to, he shredder. Went to, I'm pretty sure he went to East Jordan. Uh, he might have. Yeah. He, he plays electric guitar. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. Like, he's a metalhead. He's like into Pantera I know. and like, you know, Anthrax and that kind of stuff. He was in uh, a, the grade with my sister, Lisa, but I know his little sister or okay or niece uh Jenna, Jenna Bacon. She was in my class. I'm going to I'm going to mention then that to him. Jenna's older sister is a teacher in Boyne. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. So having those kind of guys, like when, when you come into the school and say, Hey, we want to try to do this with your kids. We think they could really benefit. They're all, they're like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Let's do it. It's going to be awesome. You know? So, but then there's other schools like I won't name. Yeah. No, that's uh, a local school that is smaller and in a poor rural community that we tried to do. We did a, uh, ukulele program with them and, um, and they did the talent show at the end of the year at school. And, you know, all the kids had a great time, you know, and crickets the next year because the teacher that did it had left and moved on to some other school district or whatever. And nobody else at the school gave a shit. And so we called shame. them and we had grant money that was specifically earmarked for that program at that school. 
And they still didn't want it. And that's the thing. We had money. We had the teachers. We had the instruments oh, for the no. kids. Ah, what do you do? Yeah. You know, I just want to smack these people. Say you're stunting the growth of these kids by not giving them something like this. That's you know? crazy. And the ukulele thing, like you say, it's a fun. It's not going to band where you're just, you know, you, you know, you get to monkey around and play some fun stuff with your friends. Right. You know, and you can, it's something that you can do after the fact. Like, I remember going, I, I took some video of that, that uh, um, I went for the last, uh, the uh, talent show. And before I got there, before class started at the beginning of the, the day, you know, like 830 in the morning. And there's like three kids waiting to get into the school that are all jamming on their ukes yeah. and singing. But they're playing like Bright Eyes or yeah. some other stuff, you, see, you know. I was one of those kids that that was like. Yeah. And yeah, I kind of wish it would have been a little more encouraged in my school back in the day, you know, back in the, the late 90s. Um, yeah. But we snuck off anyway. Well, that's the <laughs> thing. <laughs> We did too, you know? Yeah. I was lucky I had a band director that um, was into cool music. Like, we had a jazz band, and it really was kind of modeled on, like, Chicago with, like, three horns, and I played piano, and we did Chicago and Blood, Sweat, and Tears songs. We did Stevie Wonder. That's dope. We were doing, yeah! Yeah. And he was a great alto sax player, and he kind of played lead, but would let all the other kids, you know. Yeah. And we had, like, seven or eight of us, and that was, like, right off the bat when I was in high school, ninth grade, and it was like, ah, cool. This guy's like, you know, because I was already into... I started playing guitar, you know, my, my hippie uncles got me playing guitar yeah. when I was in fifth grade. And so to have a band director that encouraged stuff outside of the box was so cool, you know? Yeah. And we need, we need more of that. We do. And that's why we have you, <laughs> right? Um, so how can, how can people find? Uh, Big, bigwatercreativearts.org and also uh, look for us on social media as well. Big Water Creative Arts. Um, and, uh, you know, we've got a lot of things planned. We're going to get back to, we haven't done any songwriting programs in the last couple of years, you know, since pre-pandemic, but I just talked with Charlie Millard the other day and Charlie is actually going to do, I think, a songwriting class for us coming up this year, this spring. Awesome. And that's going to be hopefully kids in the Petoskey area. Um, we did one of those uh, a few years ago. Uh, the Great Lakes Center for the Arts actually lent us the use of their facility, uh, upstairs room oh, wow. for the class, which was awesome. Yeah. And so we're going to get back to songwriting classes. And then hopefully um, we tried to do the last two years at Bayview for the Bayview music thing um, in the summertime, uh, adult songwriting classes for Bayview residents there. But because of COVID, we didn't. So. Um, so we're going to do more songwriting classes as well, um, not just for the disabled kids, but uh, Bergman Center, also disabled adults, but like, uh, and hopefully get back into uh, Independence Village too. So uh, anyway, BigWaterCreativeArts.org and uh, look for us on social media. So. If you got any cool, awesome old gear that you want to donate to Pete's basement, hit them up. <laughs> oh, my wife's going to love that. <laughs> no, but uh, for real, though, if you got any gear that you want to get rid of uh, for a great cause. And I just remembered real quick, 
We're going to start working with uh, recovery groups also. Oh, nice. And do songwriting. Uh, we're going to start, hopefully, a songwriting class, hopefully next month. It's still uh, on the table right now. But through the, the Church of Christ that has, uh, they're involved with recovery notes. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, yeah. That group of people. So Cool. Yeah, so we're going to get involved with those people. And, you know, I've got family that are in recovery and, you know, friends. And I'm so excited about that because I think it could be so good for those people. Therapeutic for sure. Sure. Absolutely. And we want to kind of turn heads about, you know, there's a stigma, unfortunately, uh, yeah. with regard to people in recovery. And we want to see that go away. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's so, awesome. You know, yeah. So I had to say that. That's No, I'm glad you did. And I'm glad you came over, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. It's great this to is, see you. Yeah, this has been nice. Man. Yeah. Awesome. Been wanting to catch up. Uh, do you want to play a song? Should we set up a bunch of stuff or do you want to fly in a song? Oh, I don't know. I could give a sh- give it a shot. Um, I would like to do that that cover that I was telling you about earlier that just popped up into my head. Some Jack White? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's get set up. All right, cool. Pete Kehoe, ladies and gentlemen. I want love to roll me over slowly Staggering up inside me Twisted on the ground And I won't love to Grab my fingers gently Slam them in the doorway Put my face into the ground And I won't love to Murder my own mother And take the rock to somewhere Like a hair or up above I won't love to Change my friends and Change my friends to enemies Show me how it's on my fault And I won't let love disrupt Corrupt rough I won't let love disrupt Corrupt and rough No, I won't let love disrupt Corrupt and rough Right up and bite me, take a hold of me, fight me, leave me dying on the ground. And I won't love to split my mouth wide open, cover up my ears and never let me hear a sound. I won't love to forget that you offended me, or how you have defended me when everybody told me down. Change my friends' enemies and show me how it's all my fault. Yeah, I want love this rough to rub to interrupt. Yeah, I want that love this rough to rub to interrupt. I want that love this rough to rub to interrupt. and re-
contact with ericdanejacqua at gmail.com. You can also send us the dates of your upcoming shows and any of your original songs that you would like us to share on the